You are listening to The Bouquet Toss, the podcast dedicated to uncovering where wedding trends and traditions come from to empower couples everywhere to plan a wedding day that feels authentic to them. This show is hosted by the budget-savvy bride herself, Jessica Bishop, along with me, Sari Wienerman, her Real Weddings editor. We've got a ton of fun stuff to unpack with you today, so before you get cold feet, let's dive right in. Welcome back to the Bouquet Toss podcast. Today, we're talking about a common ceremony moment that seems like it may have fallen out of fashion. And this is the tradition of the bride being given away by her father to her new spouse. As always, we've got info on the origin story, historical details, fun facts, alternatives, and tips to share with you. So let's get started. Let's do it. So giving away the bride is quite literally the moment at the wedding where the bride leaves the hands of her father or parents, or as we'll get into in this episode, maybe somebody else, (laughs) and (laughs) joins her groom. It's the moment where they're officially now seen together as a couple. It's typically even emphasized by the officiant where they'll ask who gives this woman away. It's literally that traditional. And I don't know, do you feel like you've heard that very statement in a lot of modern weddings? Yeah, I feel like it's still pretty common in the weddings that I've been to personally. There's definitely been that moment where either the priest or pastor or officiant or celebrant, whatever you want to call the person performing the ceremony, will ask the father of the bride, who gives this woman to be married? I'm trying to recall the most recent weddings that I've been to. I actually do think that it happened sort of quietly. The guests couldn't hear it, but there was some sort of exchange of words. That's got to be what they were doing. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. The history behind this tradition is a little hard to swallow. It comes from a time where women were treated like property. So there was this actual literal feeling of the father giving away his daughter at the wedding. I don't know. To me, that sits kind of weird and I don't love it. Right. Yeah. In this day and age, I think with the rise of feminism and equality and everything that's going on in society right now, there's this idea of I am a fully fledged adult, full functioning human being all on my own. I don't belong to my parents. I would think that entering into a marriage like that is my decision 100% and I don't need someone to give their permission or to like give me away. We've said this before on the podcast, but being that we are located in the U.S., the U.K., we're really in like the Western world. We're lucky to say that this is how we live. We have information here about what we would call ancient times, but there are still cultures that operate this way today. Yeah, that's very true. And an important thing to note, obviously, like we're in the Western culture, very privileged to have this be the norm of having autonomy to choose who we're marrying anyway. It's crazy to think that it wasn't really even that long ago that it was common for female children to either be put into arranged marriages or essentially be purchased by their groom, so to speak. That really is what it was. They were known to be the property of their father. So 
in a sense, it was transferring the ownership to the groom who would now be the one legally to own her. Right. Uh, like responsible for her life. Right. I mean, the father giving her away was saying that he would no longer have control over her possessions, her dowry, and her husband was taking on that responsibility and obligation, you know, to her. Right. It really puts so much weight into the act of the groom taking the bride's hand from the father more than just, oh, hey, this woman that I love, come join me up at the altar. And it's like, oh, this man who's raised you is giving you over to me. Like, that's really what it was. Right. Like the transfer of the woman from one man to another. Because <laughs> she can't right. exist fully on her own. So what does it mean today? In terms of our culture, it doesn't mean the same thing, right? There is not a literal contractual agreement. This idea that it symbolizes well wishes and the passing of good juju and stuff like that, you know, a lot of these wedding traditions are that today. It's this idea of passing on good luck and fortune to the new couple. In modern times, it seems to be more of that. What I think I've seen most at weddings is that it's not just the father. It's typically both parents, the mother or whoever, whatever your parental situation is. Typically, they're both involved in actually doing the giving away. And it's definitely less of this uh, misogynistic. Yeah, misogynistic, exactly. <laughs> Antiquated, I mean, outdated. <laughs> yeah, let's just roll through them, right? <laughs> So I actually, when I did this research, I found it's a Jewish tradition for the groom's parents together to walk him down the aisle, which I'm realizing, yeah, and I'm realizing that's why I always thought that because that's what I've seen at every wedding and it's mostly that I've been to Jewish weddings. That makes sense. It's both parents walking them together and then both parents walking the bride together. I mean, I like the way that that is symbolizing the joining of two families, which is something that we've talked about in so many of these other traditions, whether it was the unity candle ceremonies being lit by each of the mothers or whatever, seeing both families participate in that ceremonial kind of moment, I think is way more special than it just being the typical patriarchal. (laughs) Yeah. I don't like when I see in movies that there's no introduction of the groom. He's just there with the bridal party standing up at the altar and there's like all this pressure put on the bride. Usually in movies, I feel like she's walking down the aisle by herself. Yeah. I mean, I think in a lot of cases, depending on their casting department, if they don't want to have to cast a dad just to stand in. (laughs) That's such a good point. (laughs) I don't know if that has any merit or not, but you know, it's an assumption. That's so smart. (laughs) I always think about it. Would I actually want to just walk by myself? Everyone's staring at you. I mean, I even remember for my sister's wedding, I was the maid of honor and I walked by myself. I didn't walk with the best man. I think we maybe just both walked separately. But even then, there's so many pictures of me just awkward laughing because I was like, I don't know what to do. Everyone's looking at me, but like, this isn't my wedding. And even if it was, what are you supposed to do? It's a long way to walk with everyone just watching you. On the length of your aisle, you know, there's a lot of variables at play there. Yeah, I would love, I, I don't know. I think personally, I'm like, yes, please have my, hopefully, if I'm lucky to have them there, my parents on either side of me 
and or even just somebody on either side of me so it's not just <laughs> walking alone. Yeah, some people I think maybe feel like they need somebody there for security or stability or just to calm their nerves a little bit, you know? It really just kind of depends yeah. on how you feel in that particular moment, I think. Yeah, they can help you not trip. Or they might cause you to trip because then there's just another pair of feet who could potentially step on your dress. Oh, that is so true. Oh, my Sorry. gosh. I don't mean to go to the negative place. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think what's interesting is that we found, you know, so the Jewish tradition, it's typically both parents on either side walking them down. But there are some unwritten rules here about the order of the processional. So they say the mother should be on the right, the father on the left, which okay. I mean, maybe I should know this, don't know what that significance is. And then next, the ushers paired walk down the aisle, shortest to tallest, which I'm like, rude. Um, <laughs> we do not need to be pointing out people's heights. And the best man walks alone in front of the groom. You know, that, that must be what we did. Mm. And then the bridesmaids follow the groom. And after that, in front of the bride would be the ring bearer, or the flower girls, and then the bride with her family. Again, father on the left, mother on the right. So it's a little bit different than the typical, what I associate with like the Christian processional that I've seen, just because they have the extra sets of parents mixed in or. Yeah. What do you typically see? I think it's like you were saying before, most of the weddings that I've been to, the guys, you know, depending on if it's a church or if it's a chapel or what the situation is, there's any number of ways that the guys get up to the altar. If it's a church, sometimes they come in through a side door already at the end of the altar. So they don't proceed down the aisle in the same way as the women do. But right. depends on what your venue is like, to be honest. I guess it depends on what you envision. Is this luxurious walk down the aisle with music playing or something like that, something you've always dreamed of, then sure, you know? Right. But no matter what the situation is, the last person to arrive at the altar is typically the bride, accompanied right. or unaccompanied, however she chooses to arrive. Right. Can you imagine a world in which it wasn't that way? It literally stems from exactly what we're talking about, that the tradition was the bride being the one being maneuvered, being given away. And now, even though we maybe don't look at it that way, it's still the pillar of the wedding is here comes the bride, right? Pretty much. Like, what if it was here comes the groom? What would be the well, version of that maybe song? in a same-sex wedding, it might be here comes the groom. I wonder if they have a special uh, song for that, like the wedding march. Right. And why not walk together? I kind yeah. of like that idea. Well, so we've got a lot of different alternatives to consider here, including walking together down the aisle. So maybe we should go into some of these. Yeah, let's do that. Cool. We've kind of been talking about this particular tradition of being given away by your father may not resonate with you for any number of reasons, whether it's feminism or traditional gender roles or you're a same-sex couple, whatever the case might be. Maybe you want to claim your autonomy as an independent adult human who is willfully entering this marriage by their own free will and you're doing this on your own. So you want to maybe not have that traditional moment, especially not with the question. One alternative here is to skip that traditional question asked by the efficient. You know, who gives this woman to be married to this man or to this person? And instead, you could just have your spouse or soon-to-be spouse thank your father for 
passing you over at the end of the altar. It could be a hug or a handshake or a high five or whatever the case might be once you reach the end of the altar without having that outdated moment of transfer of ownership, if that makes sense. Right. It could just be a genuine interaction between the two people involved and that's it. Yeah. So you still get to have your dad walk you down the aisle, especially if you're close and you have a close relationship and that's important to you. Absolutely. We're not at all trying to discourage anyone from taking part in these traditions, especially if they resonate with you. But for couples who don't resonate with this particular tradition, you can kind of reclaim this moment or take the tradition back and replace it with something that does have special meaning for you. So some alternatives could be someone other than your father, whether it's your mom instead. If your dad's not in the picture or no longer with us, maybe your mother would walk you down the aisle instead. Or grandparents. Or grandparents, yeah. The people who raised you, the people who are closest to you and that mean the most to you. Really, it could be anyone. It doesn't even have to be family necessarily. What an honor to be asked to walk down the aisle with someone. It could really just be anybody that holds that special meaning for you. And this is kind of making me think of the Sex and the City movie. Carrie was going to walk down the aisle by herself, but I always thought that the four women would walk down the aisle together for some reason. Did they? They didn't, but I always, I don't know, I could have pictured that happening because, you Yeah, know. they should have. I love that idea of having your girls walk you down, but another feminine version could be that you have the celebrant, officiant, whoever it is, you have them still ask the question, who gives this woman to be married to this man? But the bride can answer herself. This is actually a pretty common alternative. A lot of brides will say she gives herself with her family's blessing. Oh, and yeah. so it's like, I do my own thing and all these people support me. That's kind of like a boss move, you know? Yeah, I like that. And you know, you can skip walking down the aisle altogether. We kind of touched on this already, but maybe there's a version of this where you're kind of mingling with your guests at the beginning. The ceremony is kind of going to start. So then at that point, you just kind of walk over to where you're going to be and you take your place. Yeah. For couples who feel pretty laid back about the whole wedding show experience, maybe that's something that would just feel more normal to them. Absolutely. So here's another thing that I found really interesting. It was posed as having your entire guest list give you away. And really, it's just a show of support from everybody at your wedding. Instead of just solely having the bride answer that question, the celebrant could address basically the whole guest list, everybody there, and say, family and friends, will you support and love the marriage between these two people here today? And they, the guest actually responds with, like, we will or say something in support, which I think that could be fun, but also that does definitely leave you the chance of somebody standing up and objecting. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't think that ever happens except in the movies, but um, right. does that question get asked in real weddings? No, I've never in my life heard right? say, does anyone object to this union? Just really exhilarating moment where you imagine that there's some scorned lover who's going to jump up and say something. Yeah, like a real life version of the Taylor Swift song. Yep. <laughs> So you might remember that I recently brought up this company Tribute in an episode where we talked about speeches and toasts. Well, we reached out and got an exclusive offer just for listeners of the Bouquet Toss. So if you don't know, Tribute is an online platform that makes it easy to create a collaborative video montage that you can give as a gift for any occasion. So basically you share it with family, friends, loved ones 
who each record special messages for the lucky recipient, and then you get to gift them with this custom, touching video messages from all the people who love them. According to their team, 82% of recipients cry actual tears of joy after receiving their tribute. It's seriously such a meaningful gift, especially during these crazy times when we can't all be physically together with the ones that we love. This makes a meaningful gift for the bride or happy couple, for anything from the engagement party, bridal shower, bachelorette, or even the wedding day. To get this deal, visit thebudgetsavvybride.com slash tribute to take advantage of a completely free DIY package that you can piece together yourself. Or if you want something a bit more polished to give as a wedding gift, you can save 30% off a concierge package where they will professionally edit your video for you. Just use code SAVVY30 at checkout to redeem this offer. Again, the link is thebudgetsavvybride.com slash tribute. Give the most meaningful gift on earth and stay connected with those you love by starting your tribute today. Besides any of that, maybe you don't even want to make it this whole big to do. It's just kind of not even addressed. You could just walk down the aisle together. Yeah. Show as a symbol of solidarity and your commitment to one another, walk down the aisle together and come together as a family. I've also seen this where one partner is halfway down the aisle and then the other walks to meet him or her and then walk the rest of the aisle together. Oh, that's cute. It's interesting too, and again, depending on what type of venue you're getting married in, I've seen churches where there's two aisles that kind of converge in the middle. Whoa. Yeah. So I don't know. I've been to some weird churches in the South, but yeah, depending on the pathway that you have to walk up the aisle together, you could meet in the middle. I really like that. It's another wedding tradition where symbolism is really what we're going for. There's a lot of poetic ways to do it. We talk a lot about words of affirmation and like gifts that you can give your spouse or or things that you can do on your wedding. But even just these physical things, dare I say the way it's choreographed, really could symbolize what you're looking for. And it could just be a really special moment. Yeah, I love the way you said that. And I think really taking the time to consider what the choices that you're making could symbolize is a great way to approach any aspect of your wedding ceremony in particular. And especially with something like this, I just think that it's good for everyone, bride or groom-to-be, to to be able to realize that there are so many options for this moment. There is obviously a very popular tradition in which the bride is walked down the aisle, typically by her father. This is definitely something we've seen over and over again, which is great. And if it works for you, that's wonderful. But it is for sure something that does not have to be that way. And if you've never thought about what you want to symbolize, this is the perfect moment while you're in the middle of wedding planning to really think about it. It's also something that I think once you pick your venue should be then discussed again because there's just logistics in terms of venues. And it's also something I think that gives the case, if this is a little stressful, maybe you can't make this decision. Maybe it's something you and your partner are kind of undecided on. It helps to think of the benefits of elopements or micro weddings where these may not even be things you really have to worry about. 
the grander, the bigger the wedding, the more these things actually come into place. And so if the symbolism here is not something that's at the top of your priority list, it could actually even be the deciding factor in even how large or small your wedding is. That's why I love the way that the budget savvy wedding planner and organizer is set up because everything goes back to your values and your priorities. And this is yet another decision, another tradition that instead of just kind of saying, oh, well, this is how it's done. If you really take the time to understand where it came from and decide how that fits in with your feelings and your beliefs and your priorities, that's how you create a wedding that feels completely authentic to you and isn't just a wedding for the sake of following quote unquote tradition. Preach, girl. I mean, just drop the mic. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I have nothing else to add. <laughs> I, I got like really passionate about that. You did. I loved it. We say it all the time, but that's truly why we started the podcast. We really want every couple to feel empowered to have the wedding that they want. There's so much misleading information and there's so much just stuff out there that I feel like we don't question often enough. When you're creating this moment in your life, you have to budget for a lot of things. It's, it's an investment. It's a big moment. You really should allow yourself that time to think about where these things come from, how you fit into them, and what you really want out of them. Yeah, for sure. I also think it's super important, like you said, to really think about what the two of you value and how you're going to express those values through the choices that you're making for your wedding and ultimately beyond the wedding as well. In terms of the stuff that we have talked about here on the podcast and we'll continue to talk about moving forward, that's really something that we want to reiterate over and over. Like it's about the two of you and just doing what makes you feel the most aligned and authentic in the celebration that you're planning. Absolutely, 100%. So I think that this idea, you know, the tradition of giving the bride away. Really, we're just talking about this moment of the bride arriving at the altar. I want to encourage people to get creative with it. Maybe you're a musical couple and maybe you perform a song down the aisle. Maybe your groom loves poetry and he maybe recites something as you walk down. I don't know. There's so many endless options that could happen here I want to hear from our listeners about ways that they're getting creative about it. Yeah, I love that. Anything that makes these moments more personalized, I think, is a great way to share aspects of your relationship with your guests and just make the whole thing feel a lot more personal. Yeah, absolutely. So would you keep it or toss it? Uh, I don't I don't I don't know at this point. I think for me, as a will be or someday will be maybe second time bride, I think I would probably walk myself. Yes, girl. I think I would. I'm definitely in a different place at this point in my life than I was when I was younger. And I want to step into that commitment on my own. I like that. And I support that. I think for me, I'm really stuck on this idea that I can't make a decision on this until I actually would know what the venue would look like. I'm definitely sold on the idea of ideally my parents being with me, mm-hmm. but I'm not opposed to uh, just we kind of everyone gets into position and start. 
Right. <laughs> I mean, especially if you're walking with both of your parents down the aisle, you get to the end, you give everyone a hug and kiss, and then you jump up to the altar. It doesn't have to be the big question moment. Yeah. And it doesn't also have to feel rehearsed. I understand there is a place for a rehearsal dinner if you're coordinating a lot of different people together, but then making it not feel robotic and rehearsed, I think is important. Right. And I think it's important to just remember that a lot of these things are almost basic outlines or guidelines. Ultimately, you have full creative license to make these things look like whatever you want. Exactly. At the end of the day, all that matters is that the two of you sign the marriage license and you're married. <laughs> like that's all it takes to make it a success. So getting caught up in the stress over some of these details isn't necessarily worth it in the end, unless it's something that really is a priority and of major importance to the two of you. Okay. Now you have to drop the mic. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's close this one out with a fun wedding fact. We're going to talk about the meaning of the word wedding. Oh. So the root word wed is derived from the Anglo-Saxon meaning of pledge or vow. I mean, this really did refer to the groom vowing or pledging to marry this woman or barter the money or trade agreement with the bride's father for his daughter. So the word wedding refers to like a wager okay. where the bride is set up as like the type of contract between the groom and the dad, the groom and the father. And he would barter for land, social status, political reputation, which was the pillar of life back then. <laughs> right. Wow. Well, that takes on a whole new meaning, doesn't it? <laughs> That goes right back where all of this started that we've talked about on this episode. Wed, wedding was really about this pledge. But I like the idea that you can be pledging your love and vowing your love and you're still wedding somebody else. Right. So it's like the ing part (laughs) that makes it a financial pledge. You know what I mean? Right. I don't know if you can break it down. I, I don't study linguistics to that degree, so I can't say for sure. But it's interesting that just wed means pledge or vow. But then wedding is when it becomes the monetary exchange part. <laughs> We've reclaimed it. And yeah. it, it no longer really does refer to that, which is a wonderful thing. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. I'd wager to say that the majority of people don't associate the word wedding with this connotation anymore. So I think we're safe. There she goes. Throw in wager. Bring it home for us. Excellent job. (laughs) Thank you, Jess, for diving deep into this tradition of giving the bride away. I'm definitely looking forward to next week's episode where we're going to talk all about wedding send-offs. Yes, our final episode of season one. At The Budget Savvy Bride, we love helping our couple save money on their big day. Before you go buying anything for your wedding, be sure to visit our wedding deals section, where you'll find exclusive deals and discounts from some of the biggest names in bridal, as well as some savvy sales you won't want to miss out on. Visit thebudgetsavvybride.com deals to see what you can save on this week. Again, that's thebudgetsavvybride.com deals. You've been listening to The Bouquet Toss, a podcast brought to you by The Budget Savvy Bride 
to empower couples to plan a wedding day that feels authentic to them. If you've had as much fun as we did, then please catch the bouquet as we toss it over to you to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app. If you're a bride-to-be looking for a little extra support, then join us in our private community to connect with brides like you. Our community helps to support one another while also sharing the free resources we provide via our website and this podcast. Visit community.thebudgetsavvybride.com to join. As always, stay true to you. We look forward to chatting again soon.